I think one of the one of the most beautiful things my dad gave me as I was growing up was to be raised in the presence of the Lord. And when when you sing a song like falling in love with Jesus, this can't just be a nice song. It makes you feel good. When you say I'm falling in love with Jesus and in His arms I feel protected, there's no other place. Family, there is no other place. There's no other place. There's, there's, no, other, there's no other space I'd rather be in outside of the presence of Jesus. This morning I greet you in that powerful name. The name that is above every other name. The name that is above every circumstance. The name that is above every situation. It's the only name that's not only a name, but it's a place that the righteous can run into it and be saved. It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. It's the name of Jesus. I'll say it again. It's the name of Jesus. At that name, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. It's the name of Jesus. It's the only name that can save your soul. It's the name of Jesus. I greet you in that name. Woo. Come on, someone. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Come on, it's at that name that generations before us have been saved. It's because of our great-grandfathers encountering Jesus that some of us are here today. Come on. I thank the Lord for this name. This morning, it's an honor to be with you at Empower again. It's a joy whenever I come here to be with you. I always say this, and it genuinely feels this way, that we are family. And whenever I come here, it's such an honor. I want to honor Prophet and Pastor Shannon in their absence. It's always good to be in a house where people are contending for the presence of God. This is not happening everywhere. This is not happening everywhere. But we are contending for His presence because just like with Mary, it's the one thing that is needed. It's the one thing that's needed in our generation today is to find us at the feet of Jesus hungry for Him only, to behold Him, to see Him. I don't want my name to be lifted up. I don't want my name to be glorified. I've died to myself so many times. I am still dying to who I am because if you want truly, if you want Jesus to be lifted high in your life, you and I need to die to ourselves. We need to die for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Let me decrease so that He can increase. Come on. It's good to be in this house this morning. It's good to be in this church. Don't you want to just put your hands together for your worship team one more time? Hallelujah. What an amazing team you have here. Hallelujah. Come on. This morning, I want to speak to us about the favor of God. Look at someone next to you and tell them, I'm favored. I'm favored. Look at them and tell them like you really mean it. I'm favored. I don't know about you, but I'm favored. I'm favored. You know, one of, the, one of the amazing doorways of favor is firstly coming to Jesus. 
Many people want favor many different ways, but one of the first ways you find favor is to come to Jesus. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, for if anyone is in Christ, they are new creation, the old is gone, and the new has come. I don't know about you, but that, that speaks enough to me about the favor of the Lord because there's certain things in my yesterday that under the blood of Jesus, I don't want it to come back. There's certain experiences I've had in my yesterday that I don't want it to come back. There's certain brokenness that Jesus has set me free from that I don't want it to come back. There are certain things, a certain type of person I used to be myself that's in my yesterday that I don't want to come back. And the more I see where I am today and I look back at my own life, I see how far I've come. I see when I look back, I used to be someone that used to drink. I used to be someone that used to smoke. I used to be someone that did so many other things. I used to be broken this way and broken that way. But Jesus came and He saved my soul. He never came to mow my lawn. He came to save my soul. He never came to do something that's menial. He did something that changed me and transformed me forever. But one thing I do know, I'm surrounded by many people people just like me. I was once blind, but now I see. I was once lost, but now I'm found. Do I have people in this room that can testify to the saving grace of Jesus, to the saving power of Jesus? Come on. Come on. Come on. You know, I want to encourage us. The Bible says this in Isaiah 58 verse 11. It says, the Lord will guide you continually. And satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden. Mm. Yes, Lord. Like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. I don't know about you, but that sounds like favor. That sounds like favor. Listen to this. Mm. The Lord will guide you continually. If you wanna experience God and the favor of God, you need to be under His leadership continuously. Under His leadership continually. Come on, what does continually mean? It doesn't stop. Just cause you're going through a bad season doesn't mean God's going through a bad season. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I, wanna, I have news for someone and this is a very prophetic, powerful word I'm gonna give you, probably the best word you receive, but I wanna tell you this morning that God is not in a bad mood. He's never in a bad mood. His plans for you are always to prosper you and not to harm you. He's not in a, you and I might wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but He was waiting there for us. He was like, it's about time you woke up. God's not in a bad mood. He's not mad at you. He wants the best for you. He understands you more than you believe. The Bible says the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy, satisfy your soul in drought. That's what the word says here. Satisfy your soul in drought. And then it says, you shall be like a watered garden. Now my dad, um, uh, surprisingly, uh, has fallen in love with gardening. Our apostle, hallelujah. Come on, gotta love my dad, you know, he's such an amazing guy. He's doing such great things in the kingdom. But one thing about, you know, when you're planting grass and you're planting things, the Bible says that you shall be like a watered garden. Any one of us is in gardening knows this, that you have to water the plants. You have to, if you really want green grass, you have to water it. 
Look at what the Bible says. I'm just going with the Holy Spirit here. Job 14 uh, uh, verses 7 says, For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again. And if its tender shoots will cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stumps may die in the ground, yet at the scent of water, it will bring forth branches like a plant. The Bible doesn't say that when it receives water, it says at the scent of water. I don't know who needs to hear this, but God has not brought, God has not brought what you're asking for, but it's surely in the atmosphere. God has not brought the deliverance you waited for, but it's surely on its way. If you and I can believe that the favor of God, it's on its way, we will be like a tree. The Bible says in Psalms 1 verses 3, that you will be like a tree planted by the waters that yields its fruit in season. I don't know who am I speaking to this morning, but you shall be like a garden that's being watered all the time. You might be saying, Father, when is my season? of fruitfulness. I want to say to you, my brother, my sister, as long as you stay positioned to be watered. Come on, the Bible saying that the tree could smell the water. And only at the scent of the water, it will bud. No water has come to it. Only at the scent of the water. It will, but I want to say this that this is what the favor of the Lord looks like that you will grow when people expect you to die. You will grow in a season that there isn't even water around you. I want to speak to someone this morning that's saying, Pastor B, but I've been planted. Oh, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a little longer, hold on a little longer. I wrote the song a couple of years ago. The word says, hold on a little longer. Trust me, this pain will make you stronger. Whatever you're going through, it's only preparation for where God is taking you to. When you're in it, sometimes you don't see it. But the Bible is saying here, that you shall be a watered garden like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. If you must become like a spring of water, that means what you're producing is not for you. The favor of the Lord comes upon us, but it's not for us. It's so that as the favor of the Lord rests upon me, the tree can grow again, but the tree can produce fruits. I don't know about you, but I've never seen an apple tree eating the apples. But that means what you're going to produce in this season, we are all going to benefit from it. What you're going to produce in this season, we will all benefit from it. Go to Malachi 3.16. Malachi 3.16, hallelujah. It's not John 3.16, it's Malachi 3.16. <laughs> Listen to this. Then those who feared the Lord, tell someone next to you, I fear the Lord. The fear of man draws you away from God, but the fear of the Lord draws you towards God. When you have the fear of the Lord, look at what the Bible says here. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Similarly, when you and I talk about the things that pleases God, God starts inclining His ear to us. 
And when what we are talking about is according to His will, the Bible says, and then He wrote it down in the book of remembrance. And this is what happens. The Bible says, so a book of remembrance was written before Him for those who feared the Lord and who meditated on His name. And verse 17 says, They shall be mine, says the Lord, and on that day I will make them my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the ones who serve God and the ones who do not serve God. There will be a distinguishment between those who are yielded to Him and those who are running from Him. Those who are, who are finding themselves in His presence and those who are not finding themselves in His presence. Unfortunately, family, this is what the Word says. It's not my opinion. If you want the favor of the Lord, you have to be with the Lord. Many people are saying, Pastor B, why cannot I? I don't experience the favor. Well, are you with the Lord? Some of us want His hand more than we want His face. We want God to move for us while we're saying, Lord, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if I have time for you this morning. But I want to say this, that you see what the Bible is speaking about. The Bible is talking here about those who speak to one another. I want to say that the favor of the Lord is here with us, with one another. The favor of the Lord is going to rest upon us even more. I want to declare this to you, that this is going to be a December to remember. This is going to be a December to remember. There's going to be things that God will begin to align in your life that you thought was out of line. But when you look again, God's going to bring it back into alignment because this is going to be a season. We're not slowing down. No, we're not slowing down. Don't think because we're not having Sunday evening church that we're slowing down. No, we are the church. Wherever we go is the church. On Sunday, we are for, at, at, back at home, this is our last Sunday evening service tonight. And, and, and I'm encouraging the church. I'm saying fathers and mothers have church on Sunday evenings with your family. When last have you shared the word with your sons and your daughters? When last have you sat in your home and said, you know what, I want to be? That's when the favor of God comes into your home. When you start aligning yourself to the things of God. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews 10.39. Hebrews 10.39. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. We do not belong to those who shrink back. Who do you belong to this morning? Uh, do you belong to those who have faith and are saved or do you belong to those who are shrinking back? I want to say this, that the Lord is going to come upon us because we realize that we belong to those who have faith. Those who are believing for the impossible in this season. Those of us who are believing and saying, God, in spite of, in spite of, I want to tell you this morning that God has heard you, that God has heard your cry, that God is paying attention to you, that in, at the appointed time, your breakthrough will be at hand. At the appointed time, God is going to come through for you. Because you have to realize, if you want to have the favor of the Lord, you have to determine where you belong. Where you belong, it's the favor of the Lord. Come on, tell someone it's not the time to shrink back. It's not the time to shrink back. Isaiah 48 verses 3 says this, 
I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced them and I made it known. Then suddenly I acted and they came to pass. This morning I really felt the Lord encouraged me to tell you as a church that the favor of the Lord is going to begin to rest on you, but it's going to become a suddenly move of God. The favor of the Lord, listen to what the Bible says here. I foretold the former things long ago. My mouth announced it and I made it known. So you have to understand this is how God works. He tells you something today, but it doesn't mean it's for today. The word that the Lord is giving you, the word has to mold you. The word has to prune you. The word has to get you ready for what you must receive. We become the container of the favor of God. We become the container of the promises of God. Let me tell you this, I can have no car and have favor. I can have no house and have favor. I can have no business and have favor. I can lose my family and have favor because your favor is not determined on what's around you. Your favor is determined by who comes upon you. This morning, this is what the Lord is saying. That what is coming, what is coming to a place is coming from some place. What's coming to your house is in heaven. And God is going to release the atmosphere of heaven into your homes. Come on. Someone say suddenly. 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 Micah 7, 7 says this. But as for me, I look expectantly for the Lord with confidence in Him I will keep watch I will wait with confident expectation for the God of my salvation my God will hear me I want to say this that as you pursue the favor of the Lord the favor of the Lord comes upon you when you have an expectation from the Lord if your hope is in man then you must expect disappointment. The friends I had five years ago, I don't have them anymore. The people that was close to me 10 years ago, I don't even see them anymore. So you can't rest in the arm of flesh because the arm of flesh uh, chooses when and how and, and when, you, when you tramp on someone's toes, uh, then, you then you test the, your friendship. But the Bible says here, but as for me, I will look expectantly for the Lord. When I, when I read this, I got this picture of how God wants to bless you. It's the picture in Luke 15 where the father is standing at the doorpost waiting for the son to return. It's expectation. He wasn't going to the doorpost uh, thinking that his son was not coming. He was standing there waiting for his son. He wasn't standing there saying, Lord, uh, 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 you know, I'm going to pray for him. He could be dead, God. No, he stood there in expectation. How do I know this? The Bible says that when he saw his son, he didn't wait for his son to get to the door. He left the door and he ran towards his son. That's the expectation you and I need to have. Uh, last week, I was, I was with a family and, and I went to go pray with him. Uh, a year ago, a year ago, their son got kidnapped. And their son has never been found since. But I stood here with his family and I said to the Lord, I said to the Lord, what does favor look like here? And when the father and mother opened their mouths, they said this, they said, Pastor B, we know that he's coming home. 
we know that he's coming home you see the favor of god upon your life doesn't let you look at what the what the report is it doesn't let you look at what the circumstance is the favor of the lord upon your life will always call the things that are not as though they were yes we understand what things are in reality yes we know what things are and we are not blind we are faith is not being oblivious of what's happening faith is saying even though i see what is happening i know my god faith is saying even though this is death even though this is painful I know my God that if His Word says in Romans 8, 18 that the present sufferings will not be able to be compared with the glory of God that will be revealed. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm waiting for the glory. I'm waiting for the glory. I don't see it yet on my children, but I'm waiting for the glory. I'm waiting for God's goodness to come to pass because the Word says, as for me, I look expectantly to the Lord. Whenever we want breakthrough in our home, I sit at the dinner table with my children and I tell them, this is what dad is believing God for. I want to feed people in January. I want to put food on people's table. I want you to pray that the Lord sends me the people that's going to sow to feed the community that we are in. And we sit down together and I tell you, family, whenever children pray, they don't pray with doubt. When children pray, they pray believing. And so whenever my daughters pray for something, I see it come to pass. Then the accountant at church called me and said, Pastor B, um, uh, people are sowing. Um, what is the seed for? I said, it's for the food for January. We want to put food on people's tables. But you see, when you understand the favor of the Lord, you activate the things of the Lord. You can't say you want the favor of the Lord, but then you're not waiting on the Lord. Who are you waiting for? Who are you waiting for? I'm waiting on the Lord. Even, even when my wife says, uh, uh, Lovey, I'm going to do this for you. I'm like, I'm going to wait on the Lord as well. Because <laughs> we have to always be in this position to say, I look expectantly for the Lord. I look expectantly for the Lord. I want to conclude this morning. You see, what you have to understand that faith is you believing in God but favor is when God comes and He believes in you. When He comes and He says, you know what? I can trust Him with this. I'm going to put my hand on Him for this. And then you know what happens? Uh, uh, the favor, the favor then starts being evident to everyone around you. I'm reminded of the story in the Bible uh, where the blind man was at the gate and, 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 and he heard that Jesus was coming by and he cries out to Him and he says, Son of David, and then Jesus comes in and check this out. Uh, Jesus puts his hand in mud. Well, before he did that, he first spat in it. What's, what's very important to recognize, the man was blind, so he didn't see Jesus do that. You see, sometimes if God has to show you how he's working things out for you, you wouldn't agree with God's methods. You wouldn't agree with that. Because let me tell you that not one of us here would stand still and let someone spit in the ground in front of us, mix it together, make a lekker mud biryani, and pick it up. And then here's the worst part. Jesus puts the mud on his eyes and then tells him to walk to a pool. I mean, if we had to do that today in a service and say, Pastor Eric, whoever's blind, can you come? And then you, you lay the hands and you tell them, now walk to spa. It's not too far from here if you go up this way. You just, 
Walk the spot. You see, we, sometimes we want the favour of the Lord. But, but, but here's the powerful part about the blind man is that he wasn't deaf. That he heard that Jesus was coming by. He heard the stories about Jesus. Sometimes you're so focused on what's broken in your life that you forget that God has given you other things that the favour of God is resting upon. Sometimes we're so focused on our blindness, but we forget that we can smell, we can taste, we can hear. And you know what? All he was doing was saying, well, I got nothing to lose. Just because I can't see, I'll cry out to Jesus. Just because I can't see what my future looks like, I'll cry out to Jesus. Just because I can't see what my family looks like when they're whole, oh, I'm going to cry out to Jesus. Because I've heard from someone else. I've heard that He's done it for someone else. The favour of God is coming to your home. But let me tell you, it might not look like what you're expecting it to be. It, it might look like the mud coming and putting it on your eyes and telling you to go somewhere. Because God is shifting your location. You've been staying at this place blind too long. God needs to lift you up. God needs to take you out. Your blindness is not offending God. Your blindness is not stopping Him when you cry out to Him. All we need to do is cry out to Him. Woo. I'm preaching to myself this morning. I'm preaching to myself. You see, favor doesn't work with the facts. Favor works with the truth. And sometimes the facts might be stacked up against you. I think it's in John 9. Could be wrong, Pastor Eric. You can. The story of the blind man. But there's a part in the story where, where someone asked Jesus, the disciple said, was it because of his sin or because of his father's sin? Because in those days they believed that what was ever happening to you was because you were either disobedient to God or because it was passed down from a generation. But Jesus says this, neither. This is taking place to give God the glory. When I look back at my own life, I realized that if I go, if I go back to 2007, I look at Brenton there and I, I go back and I, I look at 2013 and then I look back at 2016, all these moments where I experienced a, a real brokenness in my life. Some of it was self-inflicted by the way. Just remember everything you're going through is not the devil, it's you sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, let me say that again. It's not always the devil. Some of us are saying, why am I not experiencing the favor of God? It's simple. Just follow Him. Follow Him. But when I look back at my life and I see where I am today, I look at my children. I look at my wife. I look at how my children are growing up. I look at the church. I see the impact we're making on people's lives. I thank God. I thank God I never gave up then. I thank God I continued here. I thank God. But you see, when, when we look back, you got to recognize that the favor of God was upon your life when you didn't even recognize it. The favor of God protected you. Come on, Joseph. While you were in the pit, 
The pit became a place of protection. The pit was, you were supposed to be thrown into the pit because you were supposed to die there. But the pit became a place of protection. Proverbs 25 verses 2 says that it's the glory of the Lord to hide a thing. Sometimes you think you're broken, but God's hiding you. Sometimes you think you're not being recognized, but God's concealing what you carry. Because you see, in one season where God has to hide you, in another season, God has to reveal you. In another season, while you're broken, another season, God is building you. Come on, am I speaking to people this morning that can stand here with me and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. If it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? If it had not been for Jesus, where would I be? If it had not been for His saving power, where would I be? Come on. God is calling us to recognize that even while you might be blind, even while you might be broken, the favor of God can still come upon your life. He loves you so much. He loves us so much. He loves you so much, family. He sent His only son to die in your place. I just feel this in my spirit that if you truly want to experience the favor of God, then you must love His son. Every scripture I shared this morning, even the stories on Jesus in, in the Gospels. If we want to see the favor of the Lord, we need to come to His feet again. Say, Father, we see You. We see You. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this place. Father, I pray this morning that we will begin to see your word come to pass in our lives. I pray for each and every believer, Lord God, those watching online and those in the room. I pray, Father God, right here where we are, whether you're watching in your living room, at your workplace, right there where you are, I pray right now, Father, Holy Spirit, come and rest upon us. Holy Spirit, come and rest upon us. Give us the confidence of your spirit. Give us that moment where all of heaven opens and a voice comes out of heaven and says, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. That's all we need, Lord God. That's all we need, Father. If there be one man or one woman in this place this morning, you've never given your life to Jesus. And you know that you need Him. What I've said this morning, and even, even if it's one word or one line, if it's touched your heart, and the Holy Spirit's beginning to speak to you, I want to give you this invitation to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. It's the beginning of favor. It's the beginning of breakthrough in your life. It's coming to Him who is a Savior. If there won't be one person or one woman in this room, one man, and you're saying, I need Jesus, I just want you to raise your hand. Say, Pastor B, I need Him in my life. I need Him in my life. I don't know where would I be. I see those hands. Thank you. I don't know where would I be without Jesus. If that's you this morning, I just want you to take a step out of your seat and join me at the altar here this morning. Even if it be one man or one woman. 
that's you this morning, I just want you to take a step out of your seat and join me at the altar. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Father. This morning, if you, have, if you have any prayer requests, if you have sickness in your body, I want you to stand right there where you are. Anyone who needs prayer this morning, you're saying, Pastor B, the things I'm going through in my life, I need the favor of the Lord to step in. I need the favor of the Lord to come upon me. I just want you to stand right there where you are. Whatever you're going through, it's it, whatever turmoil, whatever joy you are, and you're saying, Father God, I need, I need you to intervene in my life. I need you to step in. Just stand where you are. If you see a brother and a sister around you, I just want you to go lay your hands upon them and pray for them.